This episode of Happy Marks the Spot is brought to you by Taylor Skincare. Taylor is an award-winning natural skincare range made right here in New Zealand. All products are cruelty-free and vegan and designed and manufactured with the environment in mind. Whether your concern is breakouts or ageing, redness or scarring, if your skin is oily or dry, you can create a tailored routine with Taylor. I am your host, Simone Anderson. Happy Marks the Spot is full of honest chats with awe-inspiring guests that I chat to about how to navigate through the journey of life, the highs, the lows, and everything in between. Unlocking inner happiness in each and every day, every now and then, or simply when one can. Today, I want to welcome the girl boss herself, Ia, and I honestly don't use this term lightly. I wouldn't be surprised if you started this trend yourself, Ia. You're such a go-getter, always smashing and leading the way in the next big thing when it comes to New Zealand business. Thank you so much for coming in to chat with me today. Well, thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be here today. Oh, I would love to know how you initially got started in business. Uh, Well... I went to the University of Auckland and I studied a BCom. And I remember in my second year, I found the brand Nasty Girl. And the girl that founded it is called Sophia Amoruso. She was in her early 20s and she started with an eBay online store and grew Nasty Girl into one of the biggest fashion e-retailers in America. And I really looked up to her and I was like, I want to do that. So I remember telling my dad, like, I want to do this. This is what I want to do. I want to start my own business. Can I drop out of uni? And he was like, oh, come on, you're in your second year, end of the second year, just finish it. You've got one year to go and then you can do whatever you want. So in my third year, I was planning and I was like, this is what I want to do when I finish. So I had set up a company, just registered it, and I kind of got together some stock, was like organizing a website. And when I had graduated from uni, I launched my first online clothing store. And this website was only up for a few months and it actually didn't do very well, but it was my first go and it was my first failure, little failure, but also a really good learning curve. And from then I started Waist Trainer um, and that really took off. And then I went into Lux Fitness, which was supplements. And again, that did quite well as well. All of these e-commerce, I sold those two businesses and then I Wanted to take a break, but then I got bored. So I thought I would try clothing again uh, with Bambi Boutique and then also Celebration Box. So all of these being e-commerce, same business model, um, and just kind of doing the same thing again with a new product. So you could really transfer the skills that you learned from one business onto the next business, do you feel? Definitely. I mean, they all have some elements that are similar. All the products that I've done are kind of targeting younger people online through social media because that's what I know and... Um, and what you're really good at. Yeah, well, it's, it's really all I, I've done. Um, but yeah, it's, it seems to be a working business model. So. Yeah, hearing you touch on the clothing sort of side of things, that was something Trent and I tried to do a couple of years ago as well, and we struggled. We found it really difficult and we gave it our all. But the one thing I could take away from that business is just the business model behind it wasn't, you know, as much as we failed in terms of earning money and making an income from it, it really taught me so much about business and what you need to put in place to make a business successful. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. I mean, every business, whether it's been good or bad or rocky along the way, everything's a learning curve and you shouldn't regret anything because you're going to learn out of everything that you do. 
Oh, absolutely. Is there anyone along the way that you sort of aspired to be? Definitely. When I started, I really wanted to be like Sophia, yeah. uh, the founder of Nasty Girl. She's definitely was my role model and yeah, I really looked up to her because, again, she started from really humble beginnings um, and she just grew this empire from nothing, really. And maybe because she was young and you can actually relate to her. Oh, so absolutely. It's something achievable. Yeah, that's that's exactly it. Before you started out, what were your expectations of being an entrepreneur? What did you envision a day of the life of a business owner to be like? I went into doing my own business because I wanted to work for myself. I just wanted the flexibility. I never thought I want to do this to make money. And when I first started, I was kind of thinking e-commerce is a passive form of income. You know, I just list on things online and people buy it and all I have to do is send it. And to me, it seemed like, you know, working smarter rather than harder, rather than being somewhere and just getting paid for the hours. Um, and so I really liked the idea of that lifestyle and the flexibility and the control. How different is the reality to what you envisioned? Yeah. So I thought it would just be me <laughs> putting something online and um, sending it out. So it is that, but then you've got your customer service. You've got to reply to people. You're going to have issues um, with your stock. You know, you've got to actually source the product and then do branding and marketing. And it really is very time consuming. And you really never switch off, do you? You're always thinking of the next thing you can move on to, the next product you can sell, how you can grow your business. Absolutely. Because you see competitors and you see other brands and you think, okay, look, if I don't keep being innovative and coming up with new things, they're going to take over and I'm going to be left behind. So you do have to keep doing new things. Do you think mentally that's a strain that you feel like you're constantly having to keep up or be the best? Does that weigh down on you? It is a strain sometimes, but also I think when you're doing it and it's your baby, it's your passion. You've got so much love and time for it and it doesn't actually seem like work. And if it's starting to become you know, too stressful, then maybe you shouldn't be doing it or maybe there's another option. Do you have any business mentors? Business mentors. Uh, when I started, I was 21 and I didn't know anyone else in business. Uh, so I went through the first couple of years just Googling my way through everything. Google, that was your Google. mentor. That's amazing. It is. Like, Google's great. Um, and then I kind of met more business people through business events, conferences, which I really would recommend for people to attend, um, just for networking. And since then, I've met a ton of amazing business people. Like, I really look up to Jake Miller, the leader of Unfiltered. and Because you were on a panel for them the other week, I saw. Was that right? I didn't speak at this Unfiltered, but um, he puts on a big event every single year full of amazing top business people that can share with others their journey and their tips and their failures. Um, so it's a really inspiring event. The Kylie Jenner marketing campaign. Okay, so that is so much money. I don't know if it's truthful, but I've seen the articles going around. Talk me through that. Were you nervous about this risk? I was nervous. I mean, it was a calculated risk. So I had already been working with influencers up until that point, you know, sometimes we would pay the influencers thousands of dollars, tens of thousands of dollars. So this was really just that on a bigger scale. And I remember going into the bank and being <laughs> like, please don't to be a scam. Because it wasn't directly through Kylie Jenner. It was through a company. Yeah. So I was like, I'm sending a lot of money overseas. So just please be legitimate. Uh, and it was. That would be my biggest fear too, yes, transferring yeah. that amount of money and just hoping for the best. Oh, absolutely, yeah. So at the bank, I was literally thinking, do not rip me off, please, yeah. please. <laughs> and you feel like you got the return on that investment? 
I did, and not just in a financial way. I mean, when you look at it, you can't just think financially. You think of the PR and the branding and the awareness. I end up getting worldwide coverage for that. And you can't really pay for that. No. You know, that's just yeah. came off the back of it and what an incredible thing for you. Exactly. So, yeah, got a lot from it. When you see your life on Instagram, it would be so easy to assume that you are just happy all the time. You're killing it. Are there some things you choose not to show online? Definitely. I mean, you only put up the best parts, really. I mean, I think Instagram's getting better. People are starting to become more real. It used to be extremely curated. Um, and, you know, when I go to work, I just wear, like, random homeless clothes. I wear pajamas. But I'm not going to put that on my Instagram. <laughs> not always. <laughs> no. Here's a quick message from our sponsor, Taylor Skincare. Finding the right skincare can be tough. Figuring out your skin type, your areas of concern, and what your skin responds to. Then you've got all the buzzwords thrown into the mix. Retinol, free radical damage, hyaluronic acid. It's a mission. Taylor takes it back to basics, pairing natural ingredients with science to create nourishing gems that actually work and are good for your skin. Each product is created to be tailored to your skin type and concerns. Mix and match the range to achieve the best results for your skin. Just for our listeners, take 15% off your order with the code HAPPY15. Shop now at tailorskin.co. There was a lot of controversy with one of your businesses that you are a co-owner of. Can you talk me through this? Mm. So when we started Celebration Box almost a year ago now, about 11 months, at our sixth week, we basically scaled too quickly and we just couldn't keep up with the demand. So that's a long story short. And that's um, something lots of young businesses face, isn't it, that issue? Oh, absolutely. And we were just learning, really. It was went from me and my business partner, Briar, working out of her home kitchen to having 12 staff, um, you know, hiring somebody new every week. And yeah, so basically we did the best that we can and it wasn't good enough. And we acknowledged that and we made a lot of changes since then. I saw online that you'd received a lot of hate mail, even racial abuse and death threats. Is this true? Yeah, so when it first happened, it kind of seemed like every man and their dog wanted to jump in at this opportunity to attack somebody. And yeah, we were getting a lot of threats, a lot of, you know, death threats and hate mail. And we were trying to resolve issues, but it just seemed like even random people were just trying to jump in on this and just be negative. Do you think they were just finding any excuse to sort of tear you guys down? Yeah, definitely. I mean, even had some examples, like we would message someone and, and say, you know, what's your order number? Can we help you out with your order? What happened? Uh, and they would just reply saying, you know, I didn't actually make an order. I just heard about this. Or um, they would come up with a fake order number or something. So it just, we did realize that a lot of the people jumping in on this just wanted to be angry for the sake of being angry. Yeah, people seem to jump on like any snippet of information and really exaggerate what was going on. For example, when your Instagram was disabled, it was widely spread that it was because of bullying from your side. But actually, and this was confirmed by Instagram, it was disabled because of alleged copyright infringement and was actually reinstated after the reports were found to be fraudulent. Can you elaborate a little bit more on what happened and what people were saying? So, I mean, people were making fake Instagram accounts and then writing nasty messages to other people saying it was me or claiming it was me or claiming it was Celebration Box. So people actually pretending to be you online behind fake accounts. Mm -hmm. And then sending that into the media. And I just thought, 
this is very extreme. That's taking it to a whole new level, isn't it? Mm, Absolutely. Like, I've had to deal with a lot of bullying since then from a a group of people. And, yeah, it can be really tough. Despite you guys apologising on behalf of the company, you were still being personally hounded online. Is this, did that start to weigh on you mentally? And, you know, was that draining? I can't imagine dealing with that every day. Yeah, when at first it was really tough. I remember the end of last year, sometimes I would wake up and think, you know, what's the point of all of this? And yeah, just, you know, sometimes I'd be like, is this even worth it? You know, why am I doing this? Why do I do this? No, I can 100% relate to that. I have had weeks where I have been bullied online Mm. and I find that really difficult and really challenging. And you do, you start to question everything that you're doing. But when you get back to the core root of it all, you have to remind yourself of what your purpose is online, why you're there. And you're there to help people out and motivate and inspire. And it's, you don't want to stop doing what you're doing and what you love just because of a few miserable people online that aren't happy in their real lives. Mm. Well, that's what I've had to learn. Um, And I read this quote, it was like, if they don't know you personally, don't take it personally. I love that. Yeah. And I just thought, you know, these people haven't actually met me. They've you know, I've probably never even talked to them. So, you know, they can say what they want and I just won't listen. Good on you. Heart, yeah. <laughs> in general, do you practice any self-care? Is there anything in particular you do to make sure that you're looking after yourself? I just try to make sure I have a balanced life. So obviously I love running my businesses. I love to travel. I love watching Netflix. I love watching your travel videos <sighs> and all your beautiful photos. It always makes me very jealous when I'm sitting back here in cold Auckland. <laughs> well, I just make sure that I'm doing things that I love and these things that make me happy in my spare time. (laughs) So you've got a TV show coming out. What? This is insane. Can you tell me a little bit about this? Yes, I can tell you a little bit. Um, Or is it top secret still? It is. (laughs) I believe it's airing shortly, I think in the upcoming months, on TVNZ On Demand. But basically I was approached and... Yeah, it's just been a really fun opportunity. The show is about myself and my friend Edna. It follows us along our business journeys and it kind of incorporates other influences as well. Uh, And yeah, it's just been a very, very fun experience. As a child, would you ever have dreamt that you would have a TV show based around you? Absolutely not. And that (laughs) is why I was like, I need to take this opportunity because not a lot of people get given that opportunity and that's why we're doing it. Yeah, so even though it's scary, it's one of those things that you're like, I've got to do this. I've got to make it happen. Yeah, I mean, even though it's reality TV, it's not entirely reality. And sometimes I think and I at what we filmed and think, oh, you know, I wish I didn't say this or I wish I didn't do that. But um, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it's a really fun thing to do. And however it gets shown, it'll be fun. <laughs> oh, no matter what it is, it'll be a point of growth for you and something that you would have learned from anyway. Yeah, so amazing. Absolutely. Is there any advice that you could give someone looking to start their entrepreneurial journey? What I think was the best thing for me was I started quite young. And because I started when I was 21, I didn't have kids and I didn't have a mortgage and I could basically take risks. And the outcome didn't matter so much as if I were to have liabilities. Um, So I would recommend for you to start as early as you can and just take risks and chase your dreams, basically. It's so true, because at that point in life, you don't. You don't have anyone relying on you. You Mm. don't have, you know, kids at home that you really need to feed, and therefore you're a bit more cautious of those decisions that you are making. Yeah, absolutely. What can we expect from Ia in the future? In the future. So I get asked this a lot. and I Do think, you? Is this a question that often pops up? It does. And people always 
ask, you know, what business are you going to do next? And for me, I think I'm at a stage where I actually really want to have a family. Um, so I don't actually know what business ideas I have in the future. But right now I'm really enjoying, you know, filming for the TV show. Um, I'm trying to do more PR and media. So I'm trying to head that way as well. Just trying to enjoy the day to day. That's awesome. I would love to know where is your happy place? My happy place. As long as I'm with my family, my close friends, um, my partner, I'm quite happy. I do love being at home. But as long as I'm with the people that I love, that's my happy place. It sounds like a perfect happy place. Thank you so much for coming in and chatting to me today. It's been so insightful. Oh, thank you so much, Simone. Thank you so much for listening to this Raw Collective podcast. Do not forget to rate, review and subscribe. It really helps others to find the show and literally just takes two seconds. And make sure you head to Raw Collective's Insta page or rawcollective.co for updates on this or any other of their shows.